Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Until the gold club opens. Make it rain. Vinny and Haney. Better grab an umbrella. 1057 The Fan. Ah, uh, Janet Jackson. I know this one. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear? Favorite female artist of band? We'll play it. Send that request to Nolan McGraw. Plaza for text line at 410. 583-1057. Orioles taking on the White Sox. 105. He gave you the lineups in the first hour. Do it again in the next. And in the next. And we'll give you the highlights of the game as it happens from 1 to 2 as we're still on the air. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato joining us now to talk about the Birds of Baltimore. Best record in the American League. 34 games over 500. Best record this late in the season since 1997's ball club. And a guy that covered that team, he's our colleague here on Baltimore Baseball Tonight, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts, joins us every Wednesday. Let's welcome in Jim Hunter. Jim, what's up? How you doing there, partner? Doing all right, Jim. Appreciate the time. Before we talk about this year's Orioles and the expectations, because you're this deep into it, World Series or bust is how I would view it. But that 97 team, you had Cal Ripken, Hall of Famer, Mike Messina, Hall of Famer, Robbie Alomar, Hall of Famer. Uh, Harold Baines, they traded for him. Hall of Famer. Paul Merrow would be in the Hall of Fame if it wasn't for the infamous uh, finger wag there. Davey Johnson, manager of the year guy on multiple occasions. I'll say to this day, 26 years later, they were the best team in baseball. They lost in six to Cleveland. What do you remember about that team? Because the point is, if the Orioles don't win the World Series, how do we view this thing ultimately, depending on how the record turns out to be? Well, that, that team was built to win. Uh, it was a veteran club. And, uh, you know, one of the, uh, the, the bad things about that year was uh, Eric Davis getting cancer. And uh, he came back for September and, uh, and actually helped down the stretch, which was wonderful for him and wonderful for the team. Uh, but that, that year, my first year in 97, they, they won on opening day, and they were never not in first place. They went wire to wire that year. Uh, they were built to win. And if Armando Benitez doesn't hang two sliders uh, in the playoffs against Cleveland, uh, that team goes to the World Series. Uh, not that I remember that Armando <laughs> hung two sliders, uh, one to Marquise Grissom and one to Tony Fernandez uh, in the extra inning loss where 
uh, I, I don't know why Armando was uh, tinkering with a slider because uh, you know he threw 100 miles an hour for God's sake. So uh, that that team was built to win. They did. Uh, they went wire to wire, and it was very uh, it was a very enjoyable season. And fortunately for me, in my first year uh, with the Orioles that year, uh, they went wire to wire. So it was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I don't know necessarily that this team uh, uh, can measure up to that team because this team is so different in terms of. Uh, young players and uh, you know Santander is really the veteran on this team and he's only 28 uh, but that team you know that Serhoff and that Bordick uh, Bordy came in that year to play shortstop Cal moved to third so it, you know it, it was built to win and it did win Pat Gillick uh, the GM that year did a great job of, of bringing players in and uh, you know you, you talk about Messina Jimmy Key was on that team he got off to a really good start uh, Scott Kamenicki was on that team, an underrated starter, uh, right-handed starter on that team. So uh, hopefully uh, this year's team will, will duplicate uh, what they did getting to the ALCS, and hopefully uh, one of those relievers doesn't hang a slider <laughs> and they get to the World Series. But as we were talking about, you know, that team was expected to win the World Series. They had made it to the ALCS the year before. This year's team, I said 88, wild card contention. Here they are just blowing past with any expectation. Experts had them maybe finishing last in the division going into the year. How do expectations change? And you still have to qualify for the playoffs. They're in a good position to do so, Jim, as we all know. But once you get there, don't the goals then become different? And if you fall short, go, well, we're a year of schedule. I don't think anybody wants to hear that, at least given the World Series drought, which is now 40 years. Well, I, I think you're right about that, Bob, because they, they've been in first place for so long now. And, you know, last night's win was big because uh, Tampa played a half hour earlier and uh, the, the Marlins got an early lead, but then Tampa Bay came back and blew them away. So the Orioles knew they had to win to maintain uh, the two-and-a-half game lead in the division, and they're still up three in the loss column, which is huge. Uh, so I, I, would, I would agree with you. I, I would say, you know, getting to the playoffs now is uh, – obvious you know they're they're certainly going to get to the playoffs because uh, they have the best record in the American League and if you look at the the wild card I mean the Orioles have 83 wins uh Seattle uh, has 75 wins, Texas has 75 wins, and the Astros have 76 wins. So the Orioles are well ahead of that. Uh, I would think right now, as you and I talked about last night on BBT, uh, the division is what they really need to, to focus on. Uh, you want to get that first round by. Uh, you want to finish with the best record in the American League. Uh, it, it, you know, Today's a big game because uh, they're facing the ace of the White Sox, a guy who was expected to be traded at the deadline and wasn't traded, Dylan Cease, and he has been awful uh, since the trade deadline. Uh, Maybe he's disappointed that uh, he's still in Chicago, but uh, the Orioles have to take advantage of that, get this sweep, uh, fly to Arizona after the game today, enjoy a day off tomorrow, and then get back at it because, uh, you know, they were just on the West Coast the last road trip, and now they're going to Arizona and Anaheim before they fly back and play Boston. So uh, this is a team uh, that is expected to do big things, and I think they're prepared to do big things because of the way they've, they've been playing. I mean, you know, last night was a great example. It's a, it's a 1-1 game deep into the game, 
and they rally late and win 9-3. So the, the, this is a team that they, they take each moment as it comes, and, and they uh, usually uh, come through. I mean, you know, you look at what they've done as of late. Uh, they've won 8 out of 10, and they're 83-49, and 49, as you mentioned, a season high uh, above 500. So uh, this is a team that you expect will do well in the playoffs, and hopefully uh, they can go deep in the playoffs. Jim Hunter, our colleague, Baltimore Baseball Tonight, longtime voice of the Orioles, of course, here on 105.7 The Fan, Vinny and Haney on this Woman Crush Wednesday. The bullpen, how much different will it look in October than it looks here last two days of August with John Means expected to come back? Tyler Wells is going to come back, we assume, Jim, and who knows what Mike Bauman's status will be moving forward. Yeah, I mean, well, Bauman uh, has nine wins out of the bullpen, and they sent them to the minors because they wanted to get both up here. Uh, you know, that, that, that's a, a curiosity, uh, Bob, that needs to be played out because we don't know how they're going to structure this bullpen. Uh, you know, on Friday they get to uh, expand the roster so they can add a pitcher and a position player. Now the position player might be Aaron Hicks. If, if he's able to come off the uh, injured list next week, uh, he, he said he's shooting for Anaheim, so that would be Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Uh, but the bullpen uh, is really a curiosity with uh, you know Felix Batista injured, and we have still have no idea the extent of that injury because they haven't said anything. Anything. Uh, you know, he hasn't gone for a second opinion, which I think is good because usually when uh, a, a pitcher goes for a second opinion on his elbow, that means he was given bad news and he might need surgery. So may, maybe that's a good sign. Uh, but uh, the bullpen, you know, without the mountain, they're going to have to change their roles and they're going to have to assume roles that maybe they weren't comfortable doing. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. But uh, the the one good thing, and you know, Fuji drove me crazy last night. I mean, he couldn't throw strikes. The guy, he's got a brilliant arm if he can command it. And last night he wasn't commanding it. And last night he, he fell in love with his splitter and, and forgot that he throws 100 miles an hour. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. They definitely have options. But Brandon Hyde without uh, Felix Bautista is going to have to manage so much differently because you knew that if uh, it was a safe situation getting to the ninth inning. You knew who was going to get the baseball. Jim, I was. I, I said to Bob earlier this morning, I said, Hyder and Elias, they got to go into the playoffs with who they can trust. You know, and I think that's why Mateo's there and Frazier's there and those guys, you know, are there because they, they can trust them and they know what they're going to get when they put them in. Well, Vinny, that, that's a very good uh, point because once you get to the playoff roster, you have to be able to rely on uh, whoever is on that roster. And, you know, once you get to the playoffs, it's going to be back to a 26-man roster. So the, the trust factor is huge because, you know, in the playoffs, you know, hopefully they, they win the division and they uh, have that first-round bye. Uh, but if, if you're in the playoffs, I mean, look what happened to the Blue Jays last year. You know, they, they yeah. were the home team in the wild card, and they lost back-to-back games, and that's it. Their season was over. So you're, you're going to have to be able to rely on whomever you put on that playoff roster. And, you know, I, I don't know why Mateo is still on the team other than he's fast. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe that's what they're looking for. I mean, uh, are, are you going to keep a player on the team j- just to pinch run in the playoffs? I mean, maybe they are. Who knows? But, uh, 
you're right about that. They're going to have to be able to rely on whomever they put on the playoff roster and go from there because in the playoffs, uh, usually whatever your lineup is going into game one is going to be your lineup for all the games. Now, Hazy last night made an awesome catch, but he came up limping and he's not in the lineup today. Any concerns for you? Well, he did hit that wall very hard. I mean, it was a brilliant catch. And, you know, uh, he he needs to be healthy because health is a big part of his game. Uh, I'm sure with the day off tomorrow, they're thinking, you know what, uh, they didn't announce anything after the game that he was injured. So I'm sure they're just giving him a day off. Uh, they have a day off tomorrow after the long flight today to Phoenix, and uh, hopefully he'll be back in the lineup on Friday. Jim Hunter, our colleague, Baltimore Baseball Tonight, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Jim, as always, appreciate your time on a Wednesday morning, and we'll catch up with you next week for sure. All right, how about some Stevie Nicks? Stevie Nicks, Nolan McGraw, we got that in the queue for you, Jim Hunter. Don't worry about that, my friend. All right, guys, have a great day. You There's too. Jim Hunter, our buddy. Talking some Orioles, baseball, birds, 105, taking on the White Sox. Give you the lineups here later on in the hour when we come back. However, it's the whip around. What happened in the world of sports last night? We'll talk about that and more. And then Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports. Talk about this Ravens roster, the way it sits right now. It's 53 going to always be 53 of course but what's mm-hmm. that practice squad possibly uh, possibly going to look like you know the 53 that are on it today who might not be on september call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Den. Vinny and Hades with Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Hartford County. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Whip around here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Last night in San Francisco, two teams trying to get into the National League playoffs as wild card representatives getting it on. And there was one guy you might be familiar with his name. Used to pitch for Tampa, pitch for the Orioles. He was one out away from a no-hitter. Get up to right center field. And a base hit. So Spencer Steer spoils the party. These Giants fans are going to give Cobb a standing ovation as they should. Court on the Cobb, Alex Cobb, one hitter, 138 pitches, one out away from a no-hitter as San Francisco did win the game, so it's a big win for them, 6-1 over Cincinnati. But Alex Cobb, when the Orioles signed him, he had injury problems, couldn't really establish himself as a part of this rotation. They traded him to the Angels, now with the Giants, and he's done well. 
in San Francisco, and that was a big win for them against the Cincinnati Reds. We'll get into the standings and all that fun stuff coming up around 1.30. Also going on in the world of sports, I don't know how much you're paying attention to the FIBA World Championships in basketball. Nolan, are you? Not super close. Yeah, me either. Yeah. But I'm, I'm noticing the scores with each passing. I mean, Vinny, you don't even watch the NBA playoffs, but we're starting to watch this start to get closer because the NBA season's going to be starting in another month. Just watch Stephen A. Smith. That's what all they're talking about <laughs> right now. But U.S. beat Jordan. I'm guessing Michael Jordan would have scored more than the 62 points that Jordan <laughs> as a country scored. Probably could have beat him by himself. Yeah, but uh, Anthony Edwards had 22 points. In the win for the U.S. And it's all about USA. USA now 3-0 and in that extravaganza. Maryland taking on Towson this coming Saturday in college football. 3.30 kickoff. We'll talk to Mike Loxley about that coming up in about an hour or so. There are a couple of games tomorrow night, however, Vinny, yep. on national TV. I guess ESPN forgot that they got Florida and Utah at 8 o'clock, Utah ranked number 14. And on Fox regular TV, the Matt Rule era begins in Nebraska as they're at Minnesota taking on friend of the show, P.J. Fleck and the Golden Gophers. Yeah, I'm looking forward. uh, Big Ten football. I mean, Bob, for them to have uh, that kind of game, you know, to start the season, I kind of like it. Uh, You have a tough game instead of a puffy pantser, you know, like they're playing South Dakota or something. Because – we were talking about it off the air. I think it was yesterday or Monday. It took Chip Kelly a couple years to get UCLA back on track. Yep. And they're still not a national power, but they're way in way better shape than they were at the end of the Jim Mora era. I think, depending on where the cake's coming from, because NIL rules, I think Matt Rule, no pun intended, is going to have Nebraska back in a pretty significant college football uh uh, world within the next it, they're in a tough conference obviously but once these divisions go bye-bye which is next year yeah. i mean nebraska their lineage of championships is undeniable and all americans you name it nebraska's been there done that you mentioned alabama and yeah. penn state usc alabama's done all or nebraska rather's done all of that stuff and i Bob, think it'll they'll be back sooner or later those fans they want to win do you see uh, they had an outdoor women's volleyball game at the football stadium? 90,000 people for women's volleyball at Nebraska. Oh, that's starving for some success right yeah. there. And, and let me just say this about the Nebraska fans, Bob. NIL money, if they start winning, oh, they'll put up. Yeah, so I think Matt Rule's going to have them back in a position of strength yep. within the next – I, I don't Within disagree. three years, we'll be talking about them in, like, playoff but then again it's expands to 12 but i think they become a national power sooner rather than later scott frost was a debacle yeah who was a quarterback for national championship teams there that for whatever reason it didn't work out but i think matt rules he's going to be the guy that gets it done. Well, nebraska was good you know way back you know with tom osborne and when they they were using nil money at that time Oh, you mean before you were allowed to do that sort of thing? <laughs> Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Whip around here on this Woman Crush Wednesday, this day in Orioles history. Today is August the 30th, 1974. Kauffman Stadium, Kansas City. Brooks Robinson, three for four, two ribbies. Tommy Davis, five for five with a run driven in. 
Earl Williams went four for six with a ribby. Mike Cuellar, complete game for a 16th win as the eventual AL East champs beat the Royals 9-2. 1979, Memorial Stadium. Rich Dower, Ken Singleton, two ribbies each. Eddie Murray, three for four with a ribby. Mike Flanagan goes seven and two-thirds for his 19th win of the season on his way to the Cy Young. Don Stanhouse. Picked up his 16th save by four birds over the Twinkies. Kansas City, 40 years ago tonight. Orioles beat the Royals 12-4. Kenny, sweet, sweet. Kenny singled to two for four with a homer. Four ribbies. Cal was three for five with a homer. Two driven in. John Lowenstein was four for four. Storm Davis complete game win. Proved to 11-5 on the year. 1996, Seattle. Orioles beat the Mariners 5-2. Pete Incavillia hit a grand slam. Inky, Eddie, two for four with a homer. Rocky Coppinger. Gets the win. And here's for you, Norm, because we got to give some Orioles scores that were relevant to when you were actually alive and stuff. 2012, Oriole Park, Camden Yards. Taylor Teagarden, two for three with a homer. Adam Jones hit a two-run bomb. Zach Britton pitched eight innings, got 10 Ks. Jim Johnson picked up his 44th save, 41st save, excuse me. Orioles beat the White Sox 5-3. Not to make it about me. Me and my brother were there, so there you go. 2014, Orioles Park Camden Yards. Orioles beat the Twins 3-2. Jimmy Paredes, remember him? Two for four with two ribbies. Chris Davis had a ribby. Andrew Miller gets the win. Zach Britton's 30th save. Starting pitcher for the Twins that afternoon or evening, Orioles Park Camden Yards, Kyle Gibson. Really? Who's pitching for the Orioles today at 105 against the White Sox. We'll give you the lineup coming up later in the hour. But coming up next, Cordell Woodland shaking it up. Sports to talk about their Ravens 53-man roster, the way it looks on August the 30th. Coming up in less than two weeks, will it have a different vibe to it? And we'll talk about it here on The Fan. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Haney, 1057 The Fan. What's happening, everybody? Woman Crush Wednesday, Stevie Nicks. For you, Jim Hunter. It's actually Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty, but needless to say, she's a prominent part of this tune. Anything you want to hear, favorite female artist or band, send that request, plus for text line. Oh, quick draws over there, making it happen for you. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato joining us now. Talk about the Ravens' 53-man roster as it sits on August 30th. How much different will it look on September 10th? We'll find out soon enough. Shaking it up, sports weeknights here on The Fan. Cordell Willen. Cordell, good morning. What's up, guys? Ben Cleveland making the team surprise or no to Cordell? Uh, not a major surprise. Uh, I, I thought Ben Cleveland put together some quality in-game film. Uh, he had his moments where he didn't look great, but he also had his moments where, you know, he looked pretty good. So uh, not necessarily surprising to see him there. And it looked like it was pretty much a situation where they decided to go with him uh, over Sam Mustafer, the backup center. And we'll see Sam Mustafer is a vested vet. So we'll see if he ends up back. But um, towards the back end of camp, you started to see Patrick McCarry get a little more run. Uh, in, in the backup reps at the center position. So that kind of perked my ears up that, okay, maybe they're trying to see what it looks like uh, if they have to go without Sam and Makari has to kind of be the emergency guy. So uh, I, I, I felt like Ben Cleveland could still be a guy here. And ultimately, I think they would have loved to have gotten a trade for him, whether it's it. I mean, I think they would have took, taken anything for him, but they, they probably didn't get any offers and he made the roster. 
Now, we assume that Brent Urban's going to be back here, but what about Kevon Seymour? Is there a surprise there that he didn't make the first cut of 53, and will he be back maybe even starting against Houston on September 10th? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevon Seymour is back uh, pretty quickly. Um, All signs point to him signing back with the team, which is good. I mean, it would have been great to see him make the team, Um, but, you know, they're – you look at guys like Pepe Williams, who's probably going to go on IR or something like that. That brings a, that opens up a spot for Kavon Seymour to be back. Essentially, Arthur Millette gets to make the roster over Kavon Seymour. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of this is just numbers games, uh, uh, kind of just numbers games. I don't know if it's more about uh, them liking one guy over another. I think that's just really them trying to manipulate the system to keep the guys that they want. Hey, Cordell, how shocked were you that Caillou Kelly didn't make the 53? Uh, pretty shocked, to yeah, be me honest. Too. Um, I mean, this is not the usual thing for them to kind of throw in the towel on draft picks this quickly. And he will see if they get him back uh, on the practice squad. I, I'm pretty sure they'd like to. Um, but <clears> we don't usually see them kind of throw in the towel on fifth-round picks this quickly and I think what it boils down to is anybody that they any corner that they keep on the roster right now they have to have the frame of mind that we may have to play these guys Mm -hmm. at the start of the year and Caillou Kelly didn't look great against the starters this preseason didn't look great against the starters in the joint practices so um, I, I think it was more so about them wanting to keep guys that can play right now because in years past, are they keeping Arthur Millette over Caillou Kelly? I don't, I don't think that they are. Um, so I think right now they're just going with guys that are vets, guys that they at least feel like can hold their own if they have to play any given Sunday. And right now they don't have that confidence in Caillou Kelly. Hey, Cordell, uh, Monday, game week for Houston. Who's not going to be able to practice? In your opinion, uh, the, uh, other than the guys that we're expecting to go on, you know the, the yeah, NFL like the like Andrews, you know all those, all the you know yeah. the guys we're expecting to play. Everybody should be there in my mind. I mean, Harp said Andrews will be back next week. Bateman was there on yesterday, um, so I'm expecting everybody to be there. I mean, outside of maybe Tyler Huntley. Uh, we may not see Tyler Huntley practice, and I saw him kind of trying to run on the side field, and it didn't, it didn't look like he was up to 100% speed just yet. So I wouldn't be surprised if Huntley isn't practicing. Um, but outside of him, the guys that we're expecting to see in the game on Sunday, I, I think everybody else is most likely going to be there for the most part. Cordell, you think they put Josh Johnson on the practice squad just because of what you just said, that – you know, if Huntley's not ready to go, they got to have a backup. Yeah, uh, that that could be that could be the case uh, for sure. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they want to get Josh Johnson back, and I'm, I think Josh Johnson wants to come back. And I don't think Huntley's ready to go into a game right now. I mean, he hasn't even been back on the practice field since he hurt his hamstring in the first preseason game. So, um, I think Josh Johnson is the is even though Huntley made the team. I think right now, considering Huntley can't get in, he Josh Johnson is the number two guy, um, and, and we'll see what happens from there. But hopefully you don't have to get to find out who the true number two is. Now, Cordell, are you as nervous as me about um, the pass rush to start the season? I, I'm, I was disappointed 
I thought Ajabo would be farther along. You know, and Clowney we really haven't seen yet. And Owe, we're hoping. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm worried about the defense as a whole, to be honest with you. Uh, initially, we thought the defense would be the ones that have to kind of carry the load uh, at the start of the year since the offense, you know, new system. A lot of these guys haven't played in any of the preseason games. It may be a slow start for them. Um, but right now, I just look, I'm, I'm worried we may see the defense we saw to start the year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, in terms of the pass game, the corners are, you're worried about the corners. There's not a lot of depth on the edge right now. Um, and with, like you mentioned, Ajabo wasn't <clears throat> great this preseason. Uh, we, we're kind of just holding out hope that Owe, who has looked good all summer, is going to find a way to put it together in the game. And that's kind of been Ajabo's issue right now but he's essentially a rookie i can understand it there uh but there are some question marks on his defense that i what I, I didn't foresee two months ago when i thought that this was going to be a very strong defense and they very well could be as the year goes on mm-hmm. but to start the year considering no marlin uh considering the jobos coming out the gates a little slow right now no bowser to start the year it is a little worrisome I'm anticipating Cordell that, and I told Bob earlier, like the leading sack guy for them after three games, I'm guessing it could be Queen or Hamilton. It could be. It could be one of those blitzing guys. Yep. It could be It could be Matabike maybe. He just gets off to a crazy hot start, you know, and, and he's getting some sacks to start early. Uh, but I, I thought I said last year going into the into the season it was going to be a pass rush by committee, and that's essentially what it turned out to be. And I still believe that's going to be their method again this year. They're going to now it's going to be tough. They're going to have to be a little more aggressive mm-hmm. uh, at blitzing and stuff like yep. that than we've seen in the past. And we had we saw a little bit of that in the preseason. It was a, quite a few times Mike McDonald was kind of sending the heat at some of these quarterbacks. And I think they're going to have to do a little more of that to start the year than they did last year. Um, but they've got to find a way because they, they, they don't want to get torched uh, through the air and have some of those fourth quarter collapses like they had to start the year last year. Now, Cordell, I'm, I'm really excited about the offense's potential just because, I mean, they've got playmakers everywhere. They got speed, they got explosiveness. And it seems like watching the preseason games and stuff, it seems like all the quarterbacks play pretty well, which kind of tells me it's a pretty, not simple, but quarterback-friendly yeah. system. I'm right there with you. I mean, the fact that all these quarterbacks look good in the preseason, mm-hmm. including Tyler Huntley in yep. the Philly game, um, that everybody looked good. You look at the receivers. I mean, look at that Bucks drive, how easy that first that was drive awesome. was. I mean, that, that's all backups. That was all backups. Against their ones. There. Exactly, exactly. So, I, I mean, there is reason for optimism when you look at the fact that no matter what unit has been out there offensively, they have found a way to move the ball. I mean, just look at the backs. I mean, Owen Wright hadn't been great throughout the preseason. His last game was better. The Bucks game was his best game of the preseason. And Melvin Gordon didn't wow anybody, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a coincidence that guys like Justice Hill continue to pop in the run game mm-hmm. all preseason. I don't think it's a coincidence that Keaton Mitchell kept continue to pop throughout the preseason. That really makes me think a guy like Dobbins uh, is really going to feast in this offense. So all of that combined, and the biggest point is that all of their weapons right now, for the most part, seem healthy. 
And as long as they're healthy, I, I think the ceiling for this offense uh, is never ending. Cordell Woodland, shaking it up. Sports, you can hear weeknights here on 105.7. The fan, last question for you. We'll do our predictions next week. The leading pass catcher, wide receiver, just number of receptions will be who for the Ravens this year? Leading catcher, reception-wise, wide receiver is? Wide receiver exclusively, so no Mark Andrews. No Mark Andrews, just wide okay, receiver. So, uh, I'm a – I think it's uh, – I don't think Beckham's going to play the whole year just because I haven't seen it. Um, but if he plays majority of the games, I think he will be. But if not him, then it'll be Zay. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be those two guys that are because those are two people that win very early in their routes. Those are two guys that are, you know, very shifty at the line of scrimmage. Lamar can get it to them very quickly. Um, and I think they'll make something happen. So I think a lot of their catches are going to come in that short to intermediate range. They'll be able to rack up uh, receptions that way. Cordell, always appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your Woman Crush Wednesday. Cordell, I'll see you Friday here. Yep, I'll see you guys. Yep, Yep. Cordell can't wait, Vinny, as a matter of fact. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, it's a trip through the funhouse with Nolan McGraw. And then we got news from the Nets coming up at the top of the hour. Buy or sell at 12.15. And Maryland football coach Michael Oxley will be joining us at 12.30. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Orioles take it on the Chicago White Sox. Coming up here at 105, a little more than an hour away. Orioles lineup, Gunnar Henderson, third base. Anthony Santander's in right field. Ryan Mountcastle, your DH. Ryan O'Hearn cleaning up at first base. Cedric Mullins is in center field. Adam Frazier's in left field. Jordan Westberg's in second base. James McCann behind the plate. Jorge Mateos, your shortstop. Kyle Gibson. On the hill for the Birds, Tim Anderson, Andrew Benintende, Luis Robert Jr., Eloy Jimenez, Andrew Vaughn, Yasmani Grandal, Elvis Andrus, Oscar Colas, and Lenin Sosa. That's your lineup for Chicago. Dylan Cease is on the hill, 1-3 with a plus 8, or ERA is Cease in August. Orioles 83-49 and 49 on the year. Chicago 52-81. and 81. Orioles two and a half games up. In the East, White Sox 17 back in the AL Central. Got news from the Nets coming up top of the hour. Going to hear from John Harbaugh talking about the roster maneuvering kind of, sort of, because they didn't really announce the roster until well after he completed his press conference out there at one winning drive by herself coming up at 12.15. And we'll preview the Maryland football season with Mike Loxley. Terps head coach at 12.30. Quick draw, how you feeling over there today? Doing pretty good over here. I got an update on the most important Orioles story of the week. Can't What's believe that? we didn't get to this. Oh, Andy Koska. No. No. The bees oh. from earlier in the week. Andy Koska here tweeting out, uh, a Maryland Stadium Authority employee who also happens to be a local beekeeper relocated approximately 2,000 bees from the bullpen area earlier this week 2000 were out there in the bullpen yeah it was watching that thing sunday it was like an alfred hitchcock movie yeah i'm thinking that mr splash or dr splash squirted him with the hose and that started the uh the crazy zany situation that led to a five minute uh delay 
there in the game where somebody in the bullpen was screwing around with him. Don't mess with the bees. Don't what, poke what do the beehive. think she told him, hey, we got to play. Uh, nothing. We can't do anything right now. Right. I mean, you're not going to just, like, napalm the camera and the beehive. So yeah. they settled down by the time the game was over. Didn't even realize it was happening out there. You know, I wanted to be a beekeeper when I was a kid. I'll bet. <laughs> what changed your mind? First time I got stung by a bee. Well, be like being a shark hunter. Well, I was going to be a, a shark hunter, and then I got my leg bit off, and I decided to change careers. Or like my dad used to say, I wanted to be a comedian, but everybody laughed at me. Get it? It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. News from the Nest coming up top of the hour. Let's go to the fun house. Quick draws, fun house. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. First texter here asks, would you take a flyer on Giolito or any of those Angels uh, waivers from yesterday if you're Elias, do you even think you got a chance to get any of them? Nah, they pick what next to last in the waiver wire. I'm thinking the guys that could help a pennant contender might be gone by then. Giolito's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. In theory, he wouldn't be a bad arm to get, but you have to assume that salary, it's only a month left in it. However, but I don't know if any of them will be around. Now, the scrub teams aren't going to take them because what's the benefit of doing that? I mean, Gritchick's got right-hand mega power. Renfro's having a really good year, but who knows? How about Harrison Bader getting waived, too? Oh. Bit of a surprise. Well, Your favorite player. Though. I hated him. He only played for the Yankees for, like, two months, and I hated his guts. And jo- Well, not, like, literally hated him, but as a ball player. But Josh Donaldson got the heave-ho, too, mm-hmm. having a terrible season. Former league MVP, remember? But he was a pain in the ass when he played for Toronto and for Oakland that matter him and manny had that that uh, started that big dust up at Mm -hmm. memorial park and camden yards another one here says gotta pick up a sweep today fending off the rays will come down to that last head-to-head series but beat up on the weak teams in the meantime well that's what you have to do and keep Mm -hmm. stacking series wins the orioles haven't been swept as we've talked about a million times since last may you've already won this series you won the series against colorado you let that one get away in the ninth inning to the texter's point yeah as they would say in those old gladiator movies, finish them! Uh, this one here says, Thank God the Ravens are playing a team like Houston in week one. I'm not confident in the defense at all right now. I can trust Roquan to have everyone on the same page, but the lack of talent at corner could be their downfall in the long run. Well, you know, it depends on how long Humphrey's out. And we're going to find out a lot about the secondary week two. That that's we're gonna find out where they're at. And the pass rush in week two. We'll find it out against Cincinnati. Mark and Frederick here says, is it just me or does it seem like Gunner gets a lot of pitches off the plate called for strikes? Uh, seems like it's always him more than other players. I mean, I don't have the exact percentage of that, but you know, this is a kid that's making a pretty strong reputation for himself. And what he does well is he goes with the pitch, so you pitch him away, told you to yank it to the left field. So proceed with caution, opposing pitchers. That's a future. Well, I don't want to jinx him. Never mind. 
Good Good call. Good call. Do it and shutting up. That's growth. That's maturity. Shut up. Shut up. Shutting up. (laughs) And one last one here today too. Huh? (laughs) Uh, You might want to follow that advice (laughs) if I were you. One last one here. Texter says the White Sox first baseman on Santander's double down the line. Didn't even look like he even tried to field that ball. White Sox can't wait for game 162 to arrive. Uh, I'm telling you, Cease might walk out there today with his suitcase instead of his <laughs> baseball glove. I mean, that's how quickly they want this thing to end. He's been, like, absolutely terrible. One and three with a plus eight earn run average in August. And Vaughn was a highly regarded draft pick by them. He replaced uh, Abreu, who signed in Houston. Not exactly having the greatest of seasons, but... Look, the, the losses just keep raining down on you. I'm getting, Whatever the sport, it's just hard to get motivated to go out there. And then when things start to go sideways, it's like, oh, God, when's the 27th out going to happen here? And then, yeah, and then, and then you know who's got the tough job, Bob? The new president, GM, whatever. I mean, you got to get the, those guys excited about next year. They got a lot of high-priced dudes on that team, but it should be, explain to me why you should keep your job. That sort of thing. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan News from the Nest. Coming up next, going to hear from John Harbaugh. Also hear from John Simpson. He won the left guard spot for the Ravens, and he talks about that comeback from being released by the Raiders. Buy or sell, 12-15. Where's the midweek money? And Mike Loxley will preview the upcoming season with him. A couple of his players made NFL rosters, too. We'll talk about Coach Lo- talk to Coach Loxley about that. NFL lunch at 1 o'clock. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. Talk about the 50 Start previewing the season with Ryan in the AL East report at 130. Orioles 105. Take it on the White Sox. We'll keep you up to date on that score the final hour of this program. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 